Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Because I Want to Know. I'm your host, Leslie Fear, and I am here with Hillbilly Horror Stories podcasters, Jerry and Tracy Polly. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. I'm so happy to have you guys on. You guys, of course, are the reason that I'm anywhere I am today. You guys have been such a wonderful help, wonderful mentors. And I sincerely will get this part out of the way. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me. Did you just call us a minotaur? I'm not really into Greek mythology. (laughs) I might have. I might have said it. Thank you. I might have said it. Thank you for that. that. And really, that means a lot to us, you know, coming from you. So, um, you know, it's our honor. And we're just tickled to death to be on your show. Well, I'm tickled to death to have you guys. And uh, Jerry, don't even start with me, bucko. (laughs) You know how he is. You just have to let it fly over your head and go on. (laughs) That's right. And the people that don't know, uh, that maybe don't know your, which I can't imagine people don't know your podcast, but if you happen not to know their podcast, we're very good friends and we we give it back and forth to each other. So just understand that uh, this is not something that uh, (laughs) I'm giving him a hard time for no reason. So I don't usually do that with my interviewees well not usually well he always deserves it though so well he does and you can just tap him on the head when he gets out of hand for you me you know i got you girl i know that's right fear the weeks <laughs> so i really first of all the name of the podcast is called hillbilly horror stories and before we get into the genre of what you guys do kind of does describe itself but i would like for you to tell me who picked the name and why are you guys doing this specific type of podcast well it's funny you say that the name kind of says it all because you would be surprised how many people try to join our group and think that it's something completely different they really think, they think it's like uh these two hillbillies got into a fight <laughs> over over their you know their sister or something like that they think it's that kind of hillbilly horror stories and they don't even realize it's like a paranormal thing so oh <laughs> That is so, so it's just a bunch of people that don't have teeth getting in fights. Yes. And it's funny, like I said, we were just on a trip to Pigeon Forge, speaking of uh, people who don't have teeth getting in fights. And (laughs) Terry. As what? (laughs) And as we were going down, I told Tracy that I've started to put on a lot of our shirts paranormal podcast at the bottom because when people are out and about, when they see the Hillbilly Horror Stories, if they don't know it's a paranormal podcast, then they don't even try to tune in. Uh, so it's 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 kind of funny you brought that up when we just mentioned it like within the last week. That's well, that's hilarious because well, it's under the genre. Is it under social and culture, or is it under another genre in the podcast world? It's bounced back and forth. Uh, I know it's under history, and it's also Ooh. under uh, uh, science category. I don't because, understand that. Well, it's because for whatever reason on iTunes, and I thought mm-hmm. here in the last year they changed, they came up with a bunch of new categories like true crime. Up until a year ago, they didn't even have a true crime category. So everything went into society and culture or whatever you felt like putting it. And mm. paranormal is one of those categories that doesn't exist. And so you just had to put it wherever you thought that it would fit the most. And as far as when they came up with the new categories, we thought they were going to use one for paranormal and they didn't so we're still mm-hmm. back in the same thing gotcha well that makes sense then so you gotta you gotta put it wherever you can i wish they could do it like when you put a book up on amazon you can 
hashtag or whatever, any kind of genre you want, and then it sends people to that particular one which would with whatever they type in. So I wish they would do that a little bit more for the podcast because they there's so many different ones out there anymore. I mean, realistically, 70% of our show is history of the location mm-hmm. that's haunted or whatever. So the history category kind of fits us for the most part. So I guess we'll just deal with that. But as far as the name, I came up with a name <laughs> and I wish I had this big elaborate story on how this came to me. But the reality of it was when we first started the podcast, it was going to be about uh, paranormal encounters in the South. So I just thought, you know, a cool a cool thing would be to incorporate Hillbilly And uh, being a big fan of alliteration that I am, I thought, okay, what can we do? What would fit in that? And horror horror just kind of came along. And so Hillbilly Horror and then just came up with stories to throw in there. But uh, yeah, there's really not a big elaborate story that goes along with it. It was Mm -hmm. just, I thought because we were dealing with the South, I thought the Hillbilly would be kind of a funny thing to do. And it did, the show did kind of start off as as much comedy as, as it was paranormal. So that kind of, I thought, would sound funny. Mm -hmm. If I Mm -hmm. had to do it all over again and we were just going to take this approach, I don't know that I would have even come up with that name, but I'm glad I did. Oh, it it certainly fits, and and you definitely have a comedic background. If if no one knows, they will now. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, but I love the fact that you guys talk about haunted places you go to haunted places you tell stories about haunted places you also talk about cryptids aliens any kind of you know supernatural paranormal kind of thing that might interest someone and i want to know what got you guys into that because jerry you come from a background of more you know comic side and i don't even know really if tracy was ever terribly interested in haunted places but maybe she was i don't even think i ever asked you those questions I think most of mine came from growing up in a haunted house. When I was 12 years old, we moved into a house in Louisville, mm. Kentucky, and it was uh, haunted. We didn't realize that for almost the first year. The first year was pretty much uneventful, and uh, just all kinds of strange things started happening, and mm. you know, you start researching stuff, and I can remember my senior year of thesis for high school, I actually did a story on uh, Satanism. And uh, we went and checked up me and a, a girl I was dating at the time. We went and got a bunch of books out of the public library, which, by the way, 35 years later, the library claims they never got back my book on oh. uh, Satanism. And I still can't get a library card to this day because of that book my senior year of high school. <laughs> You'd think Honestly. they would just let you pay for the dang book and well, still get a library book, card. I'm not going to pay for a book I turned back in. <laughs> Well, so. well, still, if it causes you from not getting to, you know, go to yeah. the library. I think I'm okay not going to the library. I'm not the most avid reader, in case you hadn't noticed. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but you do research, Jerry. I mean, you do some really good research. And that's one thing I want everyone to know when they listen to your podcast, because I'm telling you, some of the stories and some of the things you guys talk about, you don't just willy-nilly throw a story up. You guys, you dig deep, and you really give the listener something to chew on. I love your podcast. I've always loved it. Thank you. Um, and what what are some of the stories that both of you or just maybe maybe I'll ask Tracy this since Jerry's been, you know, taking over the whole show. I'll ask Tracy this. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, what's your favorite thing? Is it a haunted house? Is it a haunted uh, hotel? Both? Graveyards? Visiting? I, what is it? I think mine mine is the houses for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not too crazy about going to the graveyards. So mm-hmm. like if I do go, I can't. I mean, it cannot be anywhere near dark. Never, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the houses, 
And, you know, when I think about, because you had asked the question before, like I wasn't even into any of this stuff before I came on with Jerry. Oh, and really? No, uh-uh, not at all. But once we started and I got to thinking about things from my past, I do remember certain things happening. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if that's what that was. Because I didn't know anything about that, really. So you both pretty much had paranormal experiences when you were younger. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, Jerry, tell me about yours. And then, uh, Tracy, I'd love to hear about yours after he tells us so jerry go first oh man i don't even know where to start i literally have had probably 60 70 paranormal experiences but some of the bigger ones i guess that stand out is we moved into this house like i said i was about 12 Mm -hmm. years old and for the first year there wasn't a whole lot going on nothing i could i could think of at all that was paranormal but then my grandfather passed away my great-grandfather and it was my, my my mother's maternal grandfather. And it just seemed like something about that kicked off all the paranormal activity in the house. Hmm. And, uh, for example, the very first thing that happened, I can remember as plain as day. We're sitting in our living room. It's a typical, just, you know, rectangular-shaped living room, nothing big. And we've got a console television in the front of the room. Mm-hmm. On that console television is a... Uh, pin cushion, we'll say, but it was made like a little chair. So you could, you know, it looked like a little frilly red chair, but it where the seat was, it would lift it up. You keep your sewing equipment in there, like your needles sure. and, and your needles and stuff would stick in it. Well, we had that chair sitting there. Mm-hmm. It had some house numbers, metal house numbers, where we were doing some painting or something on the outside of the house, and they were laying on top, so they had a little bit of weight to them. And then there was a also a bottle of Elmer's glue in it. So this thing was weighted down on top of this television. And my grandfather had just passed away. My mom was really struggling with this. So she was on mm. the phone with the 700 Club, if you remember that show from back in the oh, day. Yeah. I think I it's think still made Oh, it's back still on. around. Yeah. It's still around. So she's on the phone. We are on the opposite end of the room on the wall. So we're probably 10 feet away, I'd say. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a chair drawing. I used to draw all the time back then. And my mom is on the phone with this uh, 700 Club prayer line. And mm-hmm. they're, pr- they're praying with her. And all of a sudden, that little chair, whatever that thing was, that pin cushion shaped like a chair, it just popped off of the television set and landed in the floor and everything scattered. Now, when I say popped off... I don't mean it slid off. I don't. I mean it went up in the air like two feet and then just landed in the floor and everything scattered. And we just looked what? at each other. Yeah, we looked <laughs> at each other like that just happened, right? And and she immediately is like, I got. I have to get off the phone. And that was like the very first thing that happened to us. But then that night, as we're, uh, I'm in bed already. She's mm-hmm. the only one up. My mother was one of these people that stayed up all night long. She was a night owl. And she comes and wakes me up out of my bedroom. I don't know why she didn't go to my dad, but she comes to me. Mm -hmm. And she says, there's some noises in the attic. Can you come sit with me? So I come sit in the living room. My mom's not one of these people that was easily afraid. She had experienced a lot of stuff in her life. So she was not Mm -hmm. afraid of stuff like that. But this night she was. Okay. And I sit in there with her for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Nothing. I heard nothing. The next night, though, she comes and wakes me up again. I set up, and you could hear stuff moving around upstairs in the attic. And this attic was not one that had floors. It had the, oh. the joists that go across, but there was there was no walking around unless you just put your foot from joist to joist. There was no, no furniture up there that could have been scooted around. There was no, you know, there was a couple boxes, but something was being scooted around. It wasn't rats. It wasn't a bird. Something was scooting around, right. making that scooting sound that you can hear above you on wood. And uh, we couldn't figure 
figure out what it was. And my dad went up there the next day and checked it out, and he couldn't see where anything was out of place. So that was the first couple of experiences we had in the house. That is crazy. Because was it an older house? Like, did it used to have an attic? It was. Where it would be. Well, no, it always had that attic that was just not completely finished, I guess. It it was built in the 1950s. We moved in. Mm -hmm. That was 1981 when we moved Mm -hmm. in. So the, the house was less than 30 years old when we moved in. So there's really no reason for there to be some kind of noise coming from the attic. No, 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 not at all. Mm-hmm. All right. That is, now how old were you? I was, I had moved in, we were 12, I was 12 mm-hmm. and getting ready to turn 13 because I turned 13 in August. We moved in in April. Gotcha. Yeah. So you were just adolescent kid, scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been scared yeah. to death. <laughs> that was pretty close. I mean, like I said, there was other stuff that went on along the way. There was always something going on, but that was, Do- that was kind of the scariest. I mean, I would hear in my room at night, I would hear voices echoing through the, like the, the furnace duct system. You couldn't understand what they were saying, but you could make out there were two or three voices. And wow. did you find out if anybody lived there or died there or well, any trauma? Not from like actual research, but we had some psychics that went to the University of Louisville that was part of something they had going on there at the university. Uh, they came out and did some stuff. They told us some stuff, but I don't know if any of the stuff was accurate. So, Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, Tracy, by the way, that was very fascinating, but we're going to move on to Tracy now. <laughs> I want to know your story. Well, now that I think about it, I used to spend the summers with my grandmother, and mm-hmm. I loved it. It's just like the that's back when uh, you know school didn't start till after Labor Day, and just was, it was just great. But mm. I had this friend that lived across the road, and I remember one time we I mean I was always over there playing and stuff like that, and I remember one time specifically that the girl's mom was washing the dishes. And but she had like like a bowl, not it's not like a bowl, but mm, a basin or something, like a basin or something like that. Mm, she had the mm-hmm. dishes in, and anyway, so anyway, I remember we were all just running around the house, and that thing flew up, the basin flew up and hit her right in the face. What? Yes, and it's the weirdest thing because I had forgotten all about it till we got into all this. And back then, I was probably only like seven or eight, and I didn't even. I thought I don't know. I just didn't think about. It. I thought it was weird at the time. I'm like, how? Why did that do? I mean, she was soaked with water. I mean, it was it was a whole entire mess. And then later on, uh, the daughter says that stuff like that happens all the time. And I'm like, but see, I was seven and eight. I didn't even think about ghosts or anything back in the day. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. But did she live in an older house? Was oh there... yeah, it was old. Okay. Uh huh. It was mm-hmm. really old. I don't know what year it was, but I mean that was geez, what am I fifty something? So it was God forty something years ago. Yeah, you were so, young. Yeah, you I was young. Kid, so. But it was just the weirdest thing. I mean, it, I mean, it literally just. I mean, it just went up and right into her face. It was, it was just weird. But she said they have like they had stuff happen there all the time. Um, you know, like little things like voices they would hear and they just hear all kinds of sounds during the night and stuff like that. So when I go to think about it, I'm thinking, well, that had to be what that was because there's no other way to explain why that thing would just fly up in the air and hit her in the face. Absolutely. That's that's scary enough. And you yeah. know, trying to describe that to or trying to understand that as a seven year old mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. I can understand why you blocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I, there's been many times when my mom and dad have both passed on, but they mom always told me she would see the grandmother that I went and spent the summers with. She said that they woke up several times with her standing at the foot of the bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So I thought that that was cool because she was cool. That's very cool. That's very cool. I I wouldn't mind that. I think I'd still kind of be a little afraid. So I don't know if I'd like that or not. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. But that's really all my experiences that I've had. But Mm -hmm. that after I like I say, after I got in doing this with Jerry, it's just like just makes you think about a lot of things that's happened. And you're like, wait a minute. It's funny how it comes full circle. And you're like, wait, you know, this is something that I didn't even think about, just like you said. And now Mm -hmm. you're kind of into it and, and you're exploring something that happened to you as a child and I don't know if it changed you in the way you think about it now as opposed to then obviously it has to it does because I have short-term memory memory and Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot a lot a lot of things that I don't remember from my Mm -hmm. childhood but then when we started getting into this it's just like it came from deep within and -hmm. and came back out so I was like oh but so now I think about a lot of different things and you know maybe try to connect them yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I and that's how I think what's to me it's very fascinating how a podcast or just looking into things can change the way you look at what happened in the past mm-hmm. and what you do in the future how you look at it as an adult or as a child as opposed to it being a child but what's kind of fascinating to me is how you two met I think it's amazing you both started a new life together a little older and you're doing such an amazing job with the podcast and just killing it with that of course but just the fact that you're so deeply in love and so happy and trying traveling and doing all these shows well when we don't have corona going on <laughs> and, it, and it's just so nice to see a, a really happy couple thank you no it really is and and especially when you've got somebody like jerry yeah yeah I'm very Bless very lucky i'm very no. lucky <laughs> you hear that she's lucky i think she's very lucky he's a very nice person he really is he's very he's been very both of y'all have been very good to me oh. um but let me ask you this when you guys do an episode whether it's whatever it's about a house or a prison or what it, what's the episode there's your dog guys they have a dog what kind of dog is a uh, ninja maltese maltese and you'll hear my dogs running you're gonna hear their dogs and it's our shows and we can do what we want but back to my question would you guys do an episode What's the one that really does it for you? Like, was there one specific that really made you go, wow, this is this is a crazy cool story? What was like your favorite one? And you might both have different ones, but I'll let Jerry answer first. Then, you know, maybe uh, Tracy, you think about it and answer after him. I've got a lot of stories that are my favorites. But if I was to say the topic that really just has made a change in in perception or uh, just my whole way of thinking, it's probably the reincarnation slash past lives episodes because Mm. those are so loaded with with facts of what these children remember that I, before I started doing the podcast, I, I knew what reincarnation was, but I didn't mm-hmm. have a reason to believe in it. I don't necessarily knew that I had an opinion either way of it, but now right. I 100% believe in reincarnation. And when mm-hmm. you believe in reincarnation, that really changes your whole outlook on death in general, because you don't feel like it's the end. Right. No, it's absolutely right. And I agree with you on that. Fair enough. Uh, there you go. Tracy, what is the episode that really, or the story that you guys researched that really really hit home to you that really affected you well i was just gonna say the same thing jerry usually says the bell witch and so <laughs> well the bell, the bell witch is my favorite ghost story yeah. of all time so um, so i oh, love okay. doing that episode mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think the reincarnation one is amazing and mm-hmm. like jerry said it's just amazing what these kids describe and how they know all this stuff um mm-hmm. i will tell you my least favorite is any true crime story i just cannot handle it i just can't mm-hmm. i just don't jerry usually don't tell me when we do it what, what it is because he knows how i'm going to be i mean i'm literally almost cry every single one we do so 
I don't believe that. You yeah. have the biggest heart. I tell well, you. Thank you. I just I I give it to those guys that can do those episodes because I just cannot. Well, they're so they they don't ever end well. And no. They're usually very violent and very bloody and gory and all the things that you can describe uh, true crime to mm-hmm. be. And who wants to hear about all that all the time? But although it does fascinate me, and I'd love to interview mm-hmm. someone that's a serial killer because I'm weird, I guess. <laughs> No, like, not at how, all. Not how at did all. it affect you when you killed your mother? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen loves that stuff, too. And I'm like, you cannot be my child. She gets into all that. And she's just so fascinated. And I'm like, there, there's something not right about you. But she loves it. I do think there is that macabre feeling that a lot of people have. And that's something that Cody from Bumble Book Podcast, he and I were talking about. There's that weird or fascination of watching someone be hung or be electrocuted you know it was like this big thing where everybody would stand around and watch it and mm-hmm. it was just what the heck dudes but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to honestly I wouldn't want to do that but at the time that's what everybody did you'd watch right. people get hung you'd watch back in you know the renaissance with Henry VIII you'd watch someone get their head chopped off that was the big entertainment of the time and oh gosh it's just craziness go to bingo or something Jesus yeah, well yeah if they had bingo I mean everything <laughs> was either you were either rich or you were not and yeah <laughs> that's the way it was but I know no that's just gonna say it is a terrible thing but you know you got to do I guess you got to do what you got to do to deal with the problem absolutely but I understand and you guys don't really touch on true crime that much no no it usually has to have some type of a paranormal aspect whether it be uh like we did the West Memphis 3 and mm-hmm. that well, one was, was because you know it was the satanic panic deal was involved and that was the reason they went after the, the kids and the Chicago Rippers deal that had some satanic aspects Zach and Addie uh, which was actually one of my I hate to say favorite when you talk about something like that but actually it's one of the stories that I'm most proud of doing was the Zach and Addie story out of New Orleans yes mm-hmm. and, and not mm-hmm. only did we get to do, do the story on them which was crazy in its own right but then we got to interview Bloody Mary who actually owns the house that mm. that happened in. It's, that's where her museum is now. And we actually went to that museum uh, before we did the story. So when we talked to her, we were already, uh, we had already been inside of the place. So mm. that story really had it all. I mean, we had just visited. We saw all the stuff we were talking about. We talked to the person that owns it about, you know, she's a voodoo uh, priestess. So we got to talk about that aspect of it. And it was just, uh, it's actually, if you get a chance, the Zach and Addie story is mm-hmm. definitely, I don't remember what the episode number is, but it's definitely one to check out i'll look it up and put it in the show notes if i can so that um whoever listens to this they can look it up on that but i i tell you what i listened to that you i think it was your actual episode and as far as i knew the voodoo priest they lived above i think it was above her correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah she 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 had the shop below and then they lived above her okay she was like she was a good person she was lovely it wasn't anything negative it wasn't this voodoo horrible thing causing him to do what he did to his girlfriend yeah that was that was kind of the way it was kind of portrayed in the in the in the press that oh no they lived over this voodoo place but everybody mm-hmm. said that there was nothing wrong with that place at all and it, that's what i was talking about was it is it amanda is it amanda fuller is that her name that was accused of killing her um roommate um, um she and she was in uh, i think it was in england were they france or england yes and, yes i, I know okay. who, yes that was yes correct. and and they portrayed her as this horrible person and she was into drugs and into you know lots of promiscuousness and 
horrible things ended up being nothing like the kind of person she was. And it's like this with the Zach and Addie thing. It's nothing like this guy just lost his ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we they really don't know. They went through Hurricane Katrina together. I mean, mm-hmm. they they were looked at as like heroes because they stayed behind when when mm-hmm. everybody else left, and they kind of like helped make sure that nothing got looted. And he was ex-military, spent some time in in uh, the Persian Gulf, and. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just, it just happened. And, uh, right. you know, who knows? And you and, and you can't ever explain it. He's, he had to have had PTSD or some kind of yep. mental illness to have maybe undiagnosed mental illness. But nonetheless, it's fascinating to me how even just that can make someone a completely different person. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really sad. Can I tell you something amazing about that episode, too? And it's not amazing in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do a lot of true crime. And a lot of the times mm-hmm. when we do, it's usually from years and years ago. But this happened, you know, with... You know, within the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we did the episode. At the end of the episode, we actually told about one of Zach and Addie's best friends who actually helped do the documentary about them. Her and her boyfriend actually kidnapped a dancer from a club, dismembered her, and uh, put her in the in, in the river there. And what? they got busted. And when I did the story and talked about it, because it was kind of a, a weird twist to the, to the story... And I mentioned the young lady's name, and and that was all that I did. Lo and behold, that young lady, that dancer that was killed, her brother was a listener of our episodes, of our stories. Had no clue, and he wrote me to tell me how disappointed he was that we covered that, and that you know him and his mom obviously have to live through every time something like this is brought up in the stories, and how much he loved listening to our show, and just couldn't Mm. imagine that we would have covered that, knowing that she was a person, and and that she still got family all around and it was something that never dawned on us mm-hmm, uh and, mm-hmm. and you know and i apologized to to of him course. and issued a public apology the next time we did the show and we vowed that we're not going to do any kind of true crime where anybody could still be around from recent days so well and you make it the thing is you made it right or you at least tried to make it right and that's all you can do because we're, we're in this together you know as far as trying to make an entertaining show and you never know who you're going to offend and trust me we never intend to do that None of us do. We don't. It's not on our agenda. Mm-hmm. But well, you guys, I absolutely love your podcast. You guys have a show every Sunday night, and then you also have. Tell us about the shows you guys actually produce. Well, the only other one we've got right now, we did some other ones in the past, and they're out mm-hmm. there still to be able to listen about 15 mm-hmm. weeks or so. Uh, but we we have one that's on that's targeted more towards children. It's uh, and I our, love that it's our mm-hmm. daughter Kristen mm-hmm. and our granddaughter Dakota who just mm-hmm. turned 12 and. And they do a show called Hillbilly Youngins where they just do about a 15-minute episode. And it's, like I said, it's it's a mother and a daughter. And uh, it's, it has a little bit of a younger feel to it. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's a good episode for kids to listen to. Uh, okay. in, in the past, we had some uh, shows that were paranormal experiences by listeners called in. So those mm-hmm. are still up there. And we had a little episode that we called Fear of the Week. Oh, it, yes. It had a, a, a young lady that was an author and uh she came and said hey i think i'm funny and i think i could do some podcasting if you'll let me come on the show and we did about 10 months ago and the rest is history and now i have my own show thanks to you guys thank you so much it's it's lovely and i'm thrilled to be doing this and hopefully it'll be as good as your shows are because i tell you what i want everyone who's listening to me right now go and subscribe to hibbley horror stories you will fall in love with jerry you'll fall in love with tracy they are so fun and funny together and i'm telling you i just can't say enough good things about these people so 
go check them out. And guys, where can they find you? Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. So okay. if we're, we're not, Google us and if you're not sure and everything will come up, but everything's under Hillbilly Horror Stories, whether it's uh, on all forms of social media, so we're easy to find. Okay. All right. Well, guys, I know you have to go. And I, again, thank you. And uh, we will talk to you all soon. Thanks for having us on, honey. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.